Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hey, and welcome everybody. It is uh, Man Up Podcast time. We are podcast number 45, hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. We're at Sugarland Baptist Church. Sugarland is right outside of Houston. So if you have a globe, spin it to the United States, go to the second biggest state in the Union. That's Texas down in the southeast corner is Houston, southwest side of that is Sugarland, land of sugar. Hands. Yeah, that's right. I got it down now. He's been yeah. looking yeah, at Yeah, only, map. what, 45 <laughs> times. Or, right. Well, yeah. well, I had an excused absence a couple. Um, anyway, we are, this is Man Up Podcast. This is a spiritual, we consider Man Up a spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys trying to get deeper in our faith. And that's what this approximately hour is about. We're available on SoundCloud as well as iTunes, and we have a Facebook page at Man-Up. <clears throat> this is based on the Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship and a men's only Sunday school class that we have here in Sugarland Baptist Church. It is a great group, and what we do is we go over the lessons, and then what we do on this podcast is we, we take it even further. We are in a study called The Six Battles Every Man Must Win, an outstanding book by Bill Perkins. And our deacon, Kyle Trahan, is the one that's been leading this, uh, <clears throat> this study, and it's been excellent. So uh, we are on Chapter 3, Stand Your Ground, and this is uh, a little bit about bullying, so you're really going to want to enjoy this. And let me go ahead and I'll introduce the panel first. I'll go around and introduce them, and then I'll let them talk a little bit about what their impressions of this study and this lesson in particular is. And we're welcoming back. He is a uh, policy writer. He's our, uh, our intellectual other group, but he's also a professional gambler, so we won't tell anybody about that. So he's Mr. Steve Titch, and he's here. Of course, the leader for this discussion, for actually for this whole book, He's an insurance guy, <clears throat> so if you file a claim, you might run into him. He's, uh, he's our deacon. He's Mr. Kyle Trahan is here. And also, we have a prosecutor. He's an attorney, and so don't do anything wrong in the city of Houston, and he'll be throwing the book at you. We call him the judge. It's Michael Cropper, and he's here as well. Hello, everyone. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically just a sales guy, but I'm also a kind of a writer and actor, but I am the director of this group called Man Up. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. And tell us a little bit about your impressions of this lesson. Well, I, I, I know we're doing this over the course of two weeks, so I'll kind of stick at least my comments to the early part of the chapter. And once again, he really starts by uh, stating his politically incorrect, but I think very true, <laughs> very true the book. observation <laughs> that men are wired differently from women. 
Uh, and incorrect, but correct. Politically incorrect, but correct. And and uh, and he, and he gives his reasons why. Uh, and he says not only does have kind of our modern society uh, played a lot into maybe the great. Um, he, he, he's pretty strong in his language, talking about essentially sissifying men. He doesn't say, but basically turning men into sissies, turning men into non-confrontational, weak, uh, non-assertive individuals. Um, he, he points the finger at society that, and he also points the finger at churches at doing that. And uh, so, uh, which is, and I'll kick it out with what I, I'll, I'll keep it in-house first. Um, because we are a men's group here, and at, here at, at this church, Sugarland Baptist, um, this is the first church I went to, and I've gone to several, that has had a men's ministry. Um, in other churches, um, men are like a resource. Um, there, there isn't really any men's Bible study like we have. Men are called on to, to do the lawn work, or the, something has to be built. Uh, which is all good ministry for men to be doing. They're doing the ministering, but there isn't much ministry for men back. And, um, and, and I think in part this is, this is the problem why there's, and, and I agree with what he's saying, there's a, there's a certain uh, spiritual um, emptiness among many men, even Christian men, in part because that, that need is not being fed. Excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, no, no, it's good to be here again. Uh, oh, let me read one line under, you read the, uh, the top of this chapter, and it's Stand Your Ground, <clears throat> and then under that is a little note from the author. He says, winning the war for your heart. And, and what you're talking about, our man's class, what Steve mentioned again, it's what comes from our heart, and that's being men. And we are, and, and, and we feel suppressed in this. That's another reason why I'm in this class, was because I came here, and even though it's just an hour a week, seven or eight years ago, whatever it was, Bill, uh, we could talk freely, and we could release some of the, I guess, thoughts that have built up all week without fear of being oppressed or rejected or suppressed, right? And he even mentions this in the chapter, which Steve mentioned to you, folks, and we might even talk about that a little bit, but the way the church is put together today is it is aimed at, 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 at a combination mostly of women and, 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 um, and couples. Just yeah, couples. Yeah, couples and, 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 and fitting them together and suppressing mm -hmm. any fighting, right? Mm -hmm. and, or suppressing any anger. But, but, I mean, folks, you know this, if you've been married any length of time, you will have disagreements in the marriage. It's not whether you punch the other person, though. It's whether you settle them. <laughs> right, right, right. And if you punch them, you're you know, in front of my cropper. In front of my cropper, that's right, right. Being prosecuted oh, yeah. by him. There you go. No, no and I love it because, you, once again, I've read this a couple of times, and, and, and Steve, you throw out the points. And when we get together, you all bring out things that say, oh, this all fits together. Now I see what he's talking about, and now I see what he's getting at. So anyway... Love the, love the book, and uh, I'm going to enjoy yeah. talking about this tonight. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, send it over to the man who actually got us into this study, Mr. Kyle Trahan. You know, it's the discussions that I knew were going to be able to come from this book that intrigued me about bringing this to this class. You know, 
we, we always do, no matter what the subject matter is, is thrown at us because, you know, most of the time we're following through the uh, whatever they call them, books over there. Uh, you the know, study guides, Sunday, right. Sunday school lessons that somebody else provides for us. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, based... And a lot of those on, are written by ladies. Uh, and, and not uh, not putting right. them down, but they are. And you can sense it. That's you fact. Can get that. Yeah, if you read them in the front. Yeah. But even still, a lot of times you can pick it up. Just subtle little things, the way it's said or mm -hmm. implied of who wrote that chapter. Anyway. Well, well, that's the whole idea behind this class, is to put a man spin on stuff. And there's so few, like Steve alluded to, there's, there's so few outlets out there. I... I was raised in a household. There was. Uh, I have four sisters. I have no brothers. It was just me and five, my dad. Five girls versus we, two boys. Right on the farm, and I couldn't wait to get outside. Just lost. Just lost. Couldn't, couldn't wait to get outside. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so where we're getting to now in this this lesson here, um, <clears throat> it's just another area of of man. Now, of course. He's talking about bullying, which happens across all gender lines. There's no mm -hmm. difference there. We see it all the time now. Um, mm -hmm. And it's actually a, a huge problem um, for kids, much more than it was for me or probably you guys. We're all close enough in age. Mm -hmm. I got picked on. I got bullied, if you will. You know, I have extremely long arms. Well, we had a guy that was a very good cartoonist. Drew amazing stuff. As long as he wasn't drawing you in a very bad depicted light. Right. So I was a monkey. I was a chimp because chimpanzees have very long arms. You know? Right. Um, and so the whole class would get in it. And we were, my graduating class was 14. From no eight, from way. Eighth grade. Wow. From eighth grade. Eighth I went to a Catholic school. Sure. You know, so we had okay. 14 graduating eighth grade. Um, you know, so when the whole class gangs in on you, it feels like the whole school. You know? everybody's picking on you you know today I think they go further than what at least what I had you know I you hear some of these stories you see some of this stuff that happens and Facebook and all this other stuff that uh, you know I, I think children these days have it worse um, personally well I don't think we've equipped them to handle it um, uh, yes, I was bullied too, I, and I think everybody is. That's just a part of growing up. Now, how you handle it can define yourself. That's exactly Me, I'm, I'm a fairly big guy. I'm a fairly aggressive guy. I don't have a problem with fighting back when I decide to. It, it's, it was, and not only was it not a big deal for me, if it was warranted, my parents didn't have a problem either because they understood I had sisters, I had two older sisters and two younger sisters, and they were not going to stick up for me. Right. They, just, they just knew them. So I was, I was out on an island on my own. But the way I handled the bullies defined me, and it also helped shape <coughs> my personality. And now, and the thing about it is, is, is the way we're, we're doing, we're raising kids nowadays is they're telling them, Report the bully. Report it to the teacher. Okay, so you're going to have a protector momentarily while you're in the presence of the, the teacher. That's not going to. That's not going to help you. That, I mean, you, there's there's issues as a man. You need to confront head on, and it will define you. You need to get through those moments. 
as you grow, and that will define you. <clears throat> well, you know, he, uh, the author, uh, writes about his own experience in this bullying concept that, you know, uh, when he was younger, his father had given him some advice that if he was bullied, what he should do. And I uh, don't remember off the top of my head if he used that advice when he was younger, but his own kid come to him and said, you know, hey, Dad, uh, these kids are throwing rocks on me at me on my way to school. And uh, so he tried to resolve it with the other kid's parents, you know, hey, tell them to cut it out. Um, that never really works. Parent into uh, maybe, but in more, most cases, that's just going to get back to those kids and it's going to make them push even harder because you tried to resolve it through external means rather than taking care of it for yourself. And so the, the other father said, you know, basically bite me, let your kids figure it out. Um, and what did he say? So he went back to his son and he says, well, I'm going to give you the advice my father gave me. Uh, next time these kids pick up rocks uh, to throw them at you, you hit first, hit fast, and hit hard. You gave a story, Bill, the other day, Sunday, uh, about something similar to yourself. Uh, being oh, bullied, bullied on, on the bus. bus. On the school bus, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, Bill gave his uh, uh, hit first, fast, and hard concept when he took the kid's lunch and flung it out the window with nothing that he could do about it. Well, you know, here's the, here's the thing about it. I mean, let me just set the story, and I'm sorry mm -hmm. to bore you guys since you heard it before. I used to ride a bus. Uh, we were. I, and, and, this was middle school, high school. Uh, I was in middle school. I was in middle school, okay. six, eight grade. Uh, yeah, and uh, but with all the middle schoolers and high schoolers. I mean, because we lived out in the country, we, we all rode the same the same bus. Mm -hmm. I, because I was a fat kid, uh, this one guy, I, I'll call him Bob, because well, his name was Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he. Uh, uh, he would guy. call. He would call me Belly, but you know what? Kind of like a lion in the jungle. Um, when they sees its prey walk by, there's times that it will just let it walk by, mm -hmm. and there's other times it will just pounce. And that's kind of the way I was. I took it. I mean, I don't remember how many times I took it. I remember I took it until it really started bugging me. And then I and then because I got on the bus and the guy sat in the first seat every time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was the routine. And there was this one day the window was down. He had his lunch right there. I'm left-handed. I walked up the step. I grabbed the bar with my right hand. I saw his lunch later. I took the lunch. I threw it out the window. It happened so fast. And then. The guy goes, hey! And the bus took off, and the bus driver didn't even know what was going on. And then just to make sure I grounded in, I saw him at lunch. I go, hey, you hungry? Remember me. That got me so much street cred. I think I was in eighth grade. I don't even think I was in ninth grade, because this guy was four years older than me. But it boosted my ego to the point to where nobody messed with me. You know? You know what I'm saying? And, and the thing about it is, I could have said to the bus driver, hey, Bob's picking on me. And the bus driver goes, Bob, stop it. How long, was that? How long would that have lasted? 
Uh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? If I had done that growing up, we may have had a nun swat you with a ruler. Shut up! Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. You see what I'm saying? Stop, uh, stop tattling. And, and here's the thing. <clears throat> by We're doing a disservice to men by taking, artificially, taking obstacles out of the way of their development. <clears throat> you know, the bus driver or... They, the people that are stopping the bullying, I mean, granted, if it's, uh, you know, threatening with, with bodily or life-threatening harm, I mean, that, that's totally different. But developmental, oh, yeah, yeah this was just basically inter interpersonal. Exactly. The old hazing. word of hazing. <laughs> yeah, right. The old way of hazing. Hazing right. does not look the same now. Exactly. And, but here's the thing. I wouldn't have developed... That would have stunted my growth as if I hadn't, ha as a as a person oh, and my personality, mm -hmm. if I hadn't had that obstacle in front of me. I, and I so and I think we're doing a disservice by artificially putting a fence around our children to <coughs> keep them from doing, especially the boys. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna face issues all their life. And it's better to face it the younger they are, right? With other we, people. We, when, when they're when they're young the and they learn they how to learn. handle it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. much. You know, and uh, you know, so he said that his kid did that. They picked up the rock and, you know, he run up and hit him or whatever. And then the kid started crying and basically, I'm sure it was shut up. And they all walked to school together and they probably became buddies. And they became like me. This guy bought you lunch. I think but he bought saying. me lunch later on. One year's out the window and I'm gonna return it by buying you lunch. <laughs> Right. You know, and you you said street cred, but a lot of it's that respect thing. But that's know? exactly what it and, is. And uh, you know, but one of my other points, and I, Steve, I saw you were coming up with something, but um, you know, when we get into bullying, a lot of times, you know, it, it brings up the to me brings up anger. You know, because you can be in that situation where you know, for me, all the kids in my little bitty class were picking on you, and just felt like everybody's coming down on you. I get mad. You know, and it's easy to push somebody to that point. You know, and anger is just a crazy emotion to me. You know, um, you can be just fine. See, you're saying for you, they never knew when you were gonna pop. No. See, you mm -hmm. you went off. They never expected it, and boom, there was Bill, and he and did he his thing. Angry. <laughs> he didn't even just <clears throat> no, but said, but he had had enough. Yes. Oh yeah. So right. it was anger. Mm -hmm. It would just wasn't mm -hmm. bottled up and chewing at him. Mm -hmm. You know. But here's the delicate situation with men. Men teasing each other is ex love and acceptance. It's <coughs> being part of a brotherhood. Wouldn't pick on you if I didn't love you. That's right. Now, there's the line that it crosses over. That's correct. Okay? That's and, and so you got to... Uh, you're the one that defines the line. You define how far you're going to let let the group go with you. Mm -hmm. And that's part of being a man. Now, Steve has a, a what, Nick's a middle schooler? Yeah, he's eighth grade. He's okay. Eighth grade. So how are you training him through this kind well, of well, stuff? Well, he's already tall. He's, nobody's going to bother He's tall. He's, he's, he's always been a little taller than his classmates, so nobody really uh, picks on him. He's got actually he has he's had very nice classmates all the ones. He, he has 
He has a, a little mild OCD, so he can be a little quirky at times, but then... No, he, not like your dad. Not like, <laughs> like me. Dad. Right. I've mean, got nothing wrong with it. That's true. Right. Um, and, uh, but that does not seem... To, he, he also has a way of, of actually... He can be very funny, and he can, he can diffuse it very well. Right. Um, uh, so as far as I know, he has not gotten into any fights or anything and uh, generally he gets along with everybody um, but again he's he's actually I, I, now that you think of it he he um, his, 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 he hasn't done anything outwardly aggressive to anyone but um, he will do things um, and he won't even really even point like you know you do this and you, you, you make a gesture of pointing your finger like a gun at somebody and that the alarm bells figuratively go off um, I guess he he was there's a kid that bugs him um, gets in his face a bit uh, and he's walking in the hall and he pretty much did just pointed at him and didn't did not like like native made a not an obscene gesture, but made kind of a like a like a gabbing mouth gesture, and that immediately he's surrounded by female teachers. <laughs> now, no, he didn't touch the kid. He didn't certainly didn't hit the kid. Didn't even the kid's back was turned. Kid didn't even see it. Yet there he is going, being sent to the counselor's office to talk about that. He's making a, a, an expression of... Uh, of uh, yes, of yes, you can't even... Yes, an expression yeah, of that. Yes, you nailed yes, it. Yes, yes, purely, purely an expression uh -huh, um, without any, without any violence or any, 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 any real aggressiveness. I mean, the just the just finger a, was... Now times have changed. And this is... Some of the have given in the past. This speaks to your point um, about it. Now, now, I mean, it really wasn't a bullying situation, um, and um, and again, it's it's uh, it's he's at it's a, it's a fairly good school. There, I, there isn't there isn't really much that goes on in that respect that I've heard about or that's affected him. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, it's it's. Goodness gracious! If if he decided to settle things by holding off and 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 whacking somebody back, um, but then again, you know, I'd, I'd I'd defend him for it. I'd, I would not, you know, he might have to take the consequences of the, you know, there. doing it there. But nonetheless, that's the that's why you always took it off campus. You, had to do <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. you know, I I really wish that Mike Redding. Uh, <laughs> one of our members of the class was here because he really had a an insightful mm -hmm. thought during man up when when he said that in the army they prepared for battle and just hoped to never need it exactly and you know and i think as ben we we've kind of lost mm -hmm. that because we're taught by women, women teachers, and and th th that's one thing about this this class that I love. I I had been because I've been married uh, quite a while, and I've been to couples classes, and I swear a couple class 
is a, actually a women's class where men just sit there. They're allowed. <laughs> They're allowed to sit there. They're allowed to accompany the, their wife, but they can't say anything. And if they do say something, it's not true. It's not real. It's not really. It's not really the way they feel. That's right. That's right. I, you know what I'm saying? It is. It, they 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 say that they say the church the the church answer that is okay with their wife mm-hmm. that's been pre-approved by their wife okay yeah. that's the whole idea about this it is manness men talking it out the way men do the one thing do you mind if I say something? no why I, I've been looking at this while we're going through this and I'm thinking to myself how is this practical now we can fit this in scriptures and I looked at Romans um, at 12, let's see, Romans 12, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20. Um, Paul says, repay, repay no man evil for evil, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Do things that are right in all sight, <clears throat> sight of all men. If it be possible, now if it be possible, as much as possible, uh, live peaceably by all men. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Because what you did, Bill, what you said and expressed to us was you put up with the guy as long as you could put up with him. He kept picking a battle. He kept picking a fight. Because I was trying to fit all this into Christianity. How can I tell somebody? How can I answer this? Well, we are. We're, we're to be as peaceable as we can. But when the time comes, when the battle comes, and there is no other way, you take it on however you take it on. And I think as Christian men, we have to do that. As petty as that sounds with schools and children, I, I believe there comes a point at which you don't have any choice. And I had said the same thing with my son. Had A guy jumped on his back, his little kid. And my, my son, much bigger than him, tried to walk away. And the kid came up and hit him in the back. And there were several students that saw him do it. My son turned around and pushed him down, pushed over the banner, over the rail. And they both got in trouble. And I called the superintendent of the school district and said, what are you doing? He's got three people that says he avoided the fight. He tried to avoid it, but when he came mm-hmm. to the point he had no choice, then he did something about it. And he stopped the other guy. Cole, they didn't hit him, pushed him over the rail, that was better. But anyway, the point is, is, is yes, if we can avoid a conflict, avoid it. But <coughs> eventually our manhood and our self is going to be put on the, on the line. Well, it's, it's even a little more than that. And, and, and okay. thank you for pointing that, that scripture out. And, and you also have the turn the other cheek scripture. But I sure. think what a lot of even good Christians misunderstand mm-hmm. is that while Paul and certainly Jesus spoke about the need for nonviolence, the need for non-retaliation, they also understood boundaries. I agree. And, and, yes. and, See, and that is what is often confused by the idea of being, being a good Christian mm-hmm. still means respecting your, your own boundaries. It does not mean being walked all over. I agree. And, I agree and, with that. And, well, and that is that that tends to that that tends to be muddled. Lost. But, right. but no, no, you look through right. the gospel. Jesus always understood where his boundaries were, and you know everything. You know, every, and and everything he did or chose was because he chose to. But even he walks off. He did not have these multitudes around him twenty four seven. He yeah. went place. He went off by himself to pray. He took. Time out. I'm, I'm, and, and, and I'm giving other same same with Paul as we studied with in 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 
in Acts. Um, that is that is important, and in fact, that's that's that is one thing they have to counsel women about: boundaries. They men understand a little more of this, maybe intrinsically. I won't say instinctively. They, they're raised with it. Um, yet, yet we have women out there who, who who are educating our men, and they're not even clear about their own. Many of them are not clear about their own boundaries. Okay. Um, it's it's why they they stay in abusive relationships. It's mm-hmm. it's it's why there's so con- much confusion about sex now. They don't know what they're you know what they're supposed to be doing. Where where does where what is my sexuality? What is what is what what is that guy saying it is? So I'm going back to I don't want to. No, dish on, on women, but I'm saying this is a key issue here, understanding boundaries, and then it comes back to standing your ground, because it literally right. is, or figuratively is the line you're drawing. I'll, I'll, Where's the line? This and this, no, and here and no further. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, when we get into, you know, you brought that uh, verse and, you know, <laughs> turn the other cheek and all of that, but John 18, verse 10, then Simon Peter. Mm-hmm. We all know this guy, who had a sword, mm-hmm. drew out his sword, and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. So even these guys have walked around with Jesus, such a peaceable man of God, obviously. And he is telling people to love your neighbor and do everything you can to avoid it. Still walked around with twelve guys that carried knives and swords and sticks. And he wouldn't and come to himself, was he? He was protecting Jesus. Correct. Right? Another person. But you know, if Jesus fully believed that peace is the only way to every solution, would his disciples really have walked around with a sword on their hip? No, they would not have. I, I don't see it that way anyway. He would have said, Simon Peter. Put that away. I am Jesus, and nothing will help harm us. But he knew that was not the case. There was going to be a reason sooner or later. Yeah. You know. Now, very days, few, very few people follow a pacifist. Right. A pacifist is not a good leader. And that's he talks a lot about that passivity. You know, of men and where we've gotten. And, you know, another part of it, and I've said this a hundred times, and I know I got it out of this book and his thought, but during the Industrial Revolution, we kind of did this, what we're talking about. The ladies did a lot of the stuff, Mm -hmm. and that's because we left the home. We went into town, we went into the factory, whatever, and we ran long hours, man. We're providing for those five kids at home, man. I got a bunch of mouths to feed. Right. You know, yeah. well, when we lived on the farms, you know, you got some downtime on a farm. Right. Okay. It's not always plowing the field. Sometimes you got to let the plants grow. You know, you got other chores and whatnot, but the guys would get together and they would talk. We don't do that kind of stuff anymore. And they, and they would discuss, well, we do that in here. But well, on a mass level, Outside of the few guys here at our they church, they together a lot. Oh, yeah, right, right. right. They, they would discuss theology and politics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Man, politics. And nowadays, you start to get into it, and four minutes in, you got people on both sides of the fence okay. not discussing logically, mad at the other side because of one stupid statement of the other person's belief. You know, and it's 
It's gotten to be a crazy world. Well, you know? women uh, do community a lot better than men oh, do. Okay. Yeah. And and you can tell by the programs in the churches. And like we were, we brought this up in uh, in class. You look at all the programs here at Sugarland Baptist Church. I just threw it out. I, I'll bet it's ten to one. And the reason why I know it's ten to one because we're the only class. Uh, we do have occasional men's uh, Bible study, and we'll ha- we'll have a men's event. But as far as the women, uh, there's seven days a week. It's, it's seven days a week, multiple uh, offerings for women of different levels and of different uh, stages of their life because mm-hmm. they do community more than men and that comes back to the bullying thing why it's such a big deal for a man it's not a big deal for a woman because they run in packs whereas men are by themselves if you you don't lead in a pack there's got to be one leader that's just the way it is uh, well they, they carry the point further Folks, uh, which Bill is bringing up, uh, the author himself says on page 25, he says, bottom paragraph, it's probably no surprise to any of you that many church buildings, buildings themselves, not just the programs Bill was mentioning to you, but many churches themselves were designed and decorated with women in mind so that they feel good when they come to the church. Right. And... Uh, Consider the different settings in which men and women thrive. Of course, this is what you just mentioned as far as the programs we provide here at Sugarland Baptist Church. Most of them are designed for women or community, and none of us feel good going in there and telling our feelings. <laughs> they right. may not fit the feelings of the ladies. Well, and like I, I've said oftentimes, a woman's class is kind of like comfort food. Women go in there, they have an Afghan, a muffin, and and and, and they share their feelings. How old are these people? Oh, they're Afghans. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, uh, particularly the Man Up group is this. We don't need we we don't need padded chairs or a tablecloth. We come in here and we just we we need. We share, but we, we look at a goal. Okay. We like a challenge. I mean, it's a it's a mountain. It's a granola bar and a canteen of warm water. And a lot of coffee. Get on it. Get on it, man. I don't guess this is the appropriate time to tell them. I was just saying that that couch and chairs out there was much more comfortable. We should drag it in here. Oh, but don't worry. I am going to find you a fold-up metal chair with no cushion on it for next week. Hey, I, hey I'm down. Bring it. Bring it. I'm only here for uh, an, hour, an hour. So doesn't doesn't matter. But I, you know, and I honestly feel, though, that that bullying for me moment and the fact that I got through it really helped me it, it it happened in middle school it helped me through my high school years I, I, I don't think I don't think it was right it was it was an experience that's in the formative life same thing about every stage that a man goes through it helps you assert your leadership whether you're doing it as an individual 
what, or you're doing it as the leader of your family. I, I can think of examples now in disciplining my children and making sure that I disciplined one in front of the other so they knew I was the baddest monkey in the jungle. I was the dad. You do not cross me. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's establishing your territory and the way you're going to handle things. Well, and doing it one in front of the other establishes the boundary for the second. Absolutely. Without having to make the mistake of the first. Exactly. You know, um, I've said it for years. It's floating around, you know, Facebook and all that now. Uh, you know, they should, of course, they, you know, say that you should make, uh, you know, criminal punishment public. You know, I don't know to what degree you should go to that, but I'm sorry if the guy that decides to molest a seven-year-old girl has his junk cut off on national television, you think a whole bunch of guys are going to want to go out and rape a seven-year-old girl? They're going to think twice about that because they go, we just saw this dude over here and this is not a movie. This is real life. You know? Yeah, but we're gutless. Huh? society yeah. is good. We don't do that anymore. At least in, in terms of child predation, it's a compulsion and that that yeah. would stop anything. But but I digress. <laughs> but it would stop some more than it wouldn't, I think. I, but I'm saying, you know, as far as murderers or you know, just take that to any level. Mm-hmm. Where is it uh, over in India or something, they'll lop your hand off if you steal. We, well we I, used to hang men. Right? That, that's Cattle the Russia. image that they yeah. show as so a noose. They or, or kill people. We used to string them up and so everybody could watch. What you're saying? Right, right. Well, right. Well, and you were this and you were doing that right. Well, I'm not yeah. sorry. He is an attorney. <laughs> well, you know, it's anyway. the, the, uh, here in Texas, we don't have the electric chair. We have the electric bleachers. You know, you know, light them up, light them up, and hit old Sparky. You know, it, it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't want to throw out a, a, a rabbit hole for us to go down. It's kind of ironic, though, that we're a uh, a right to life uh, <laughs> society, and we believe in capital punishment. Or, in other words. We're going to make sure that you're born, but if you don't turn out, yes. we're going to take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Man, there's so many variations. Right, right. Yeah. You know. um, yeah. Well, just to take a minute, uh, folks, another part on, on page 26 of this, this chapter that we're looking at, the uh, thing we're talking about, and, and again, this is man up, our class is man up, you have the author that defines a little bit of difference between men and female, uh, men, yeah, male and female context, and the uh, and the things that make us secure versus what makes ladies you, secure Brian. generally. Uh, that, uh, since you're teaching, you want to uh, read it? No, you go ahead. Thank you for okay, well, 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 in the male context, men consider distance a safety, uh, a safe place, or a safe thing to them, where women like closeness. They consider what you said earlier, the they like community bill. Right. They like the uh, being, being together right. for safe, their safety in numbers. For women, where men, it's safety 
in our own being our own person uh, being independent vast yeah. majority of guys they they are willing to bet on themselves to to go with Steve Titch professional gambler bet on yourself you know yeah the second thing uh, men male context men like to communicate with questions we like to ask questions. If, if Bill tells me what he does gamble, I'll ask him more about it because I want to know more about that. Uh, ladies communicate through relating to each other. Instead of me asking questions about what his favorite hobbyist gambling, whatever it is, instead I try to find an equal point, if I'm a lady, that we can communicate that we're both experienced in, right? What's your favorite kind of cupcake? My favorite color is green. <laughs> yes, yes. So, okay. All right, men like competition and we like challenges. Now, folks, even even if you're quiet in your heart, you're going to like competition. Whether it's checkers, whether it's gambling, like mm-hmm. like Steve, uh, situations that that may be quiet, but still, it's bringing out the male and the competition inside of you. Now, compare that to ladies who generally are safety oriented. In other words, don't take chances. Don't get into some situation where you're going to challenge each other and and you may look bad, you may feel bad, and you may lose. Right? They're going to stay away from situations where they're challenged like that. Generally, again, these are just general feelings. These are general rules that we're looking at. And finally, uh, the male context, feelings are expressed through anger. Now, the guys have been bringing up anger again. Now you think, oh no, well, we're not supposed to get anger because Jesus said to live peaceably as much as possible. No, anger is a good thing. The Bible also says, be angry and sin not. If right. you've got a justifiable reason you're, you get angry about, you hold on to that anger, but don't do something or let it get you to do something that would be wrong or that would hurt you. Or hurt somebody the, else. The emotion itself is not a sin. Right. That's well, exactly. Jesus got mad at the, the, yeah. the money changers. Yeah. Right. He's flinging whips and tossing tables and throwing money everywhere. I think he was mad that day. That's not I, the I think, Jesus you normally think of. I think anger is worse when you've suppressed the way you really feel and aren't allowed to let it out. Well, that I, is that that makes the anger worse. Oh, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. if you find a way that you can let it out, channel. how channel how you really feel, you can diffuse the anger in a more a healthier way. Mm-hmm. Healthier way. I even wrote that on some of my notes when I was uh, you know kind of writing up some lesson plans. That you know, men are not encouraged to express our anger and frustrations, right? You know, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Bill's, you know, a hundred million times in this class. If the ladies were in here, you would just sit there with your mouth shut, right? You, know, you wouldn't have an outlet, um, and that's the way it is most days. So, you know, sometimes it's it's tough, and you can find yourself with all that pinned up aggression, and you just want to hit something, you know. Where's a wall without a wooden stud behind right. it? Because I don't want to hit it. I've heard of people right. hitting that stud. And, right. You know, that's the only thing that ever keeps me from hitting something like that. Because I know that stud could exist and I'm not that stupid. You know, but normally we do, we just walk it off or we pin it up. We suppress it until the only thing you're going to end up doing is popping. 
and you're going to let that frustration out in a very unproductive way or very dangerous way and that's where we've seen a lot of this stuff the road rage that's somebody that didn't get really all right they got really mad at the person that cut them off or whatever but it's just that aggression that has been building for god only knows how long church shootings and everything else all these mass shootings there's something that triggered it but there's a lot more built up and suppressed mm -hmm. that actually caused that mental break. Well, the problem, the well, the not problem, the issue with men are in this, and I've said it in this class, and this is the reason why this class and the podcast here is tailored for men is this. Men study as hard as they can. They try to be first in the class. They do extracurricular activities. They don't try to be last. They try to be first. Mm -hmm. And then they go out and then they get a job. They work hard. They try to get promoted to be the top dog. And then when they go to church or a, a Sunday school class with their wife and they want to talk about how awesome they were, they say, no, no, don't <laughs> brag. And all that, I mean, it's, hey, I've accomplished something. Something I've put my heart and soul into. I've tried excessively hard. And then once you're, you, you finally get somewhere, you're ready to let it, let it out, then you're, you're told to suppress it. Come on now. Easy. Don't brag. Don't make other people feel bad. You know? Which is the other side of anger, you know, the, the, the suppression of, and, and pride, of course, pride goeth before the fall, and, and there's, there's pride. But, but again, reasonable, um, you know, you know I, I, there was the whole self-esteem movement. Years ago, Saturday Night Live had that guy Stuart Smalley. You're right, I'm and and good and, and and he had he was injured, and they had the real Michael Jordan as the guest star, and right. the character Stuart Smalley was interviewing Michael Jordan, and 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 he says, "Now, now, Michael, uh, are there days where you just feel like you're not good enough, that you're gonna go out on the court and really mess up?" No, Stu, no, I don't. Every day I think I'm going to play my best. You don't, yeah, right. you don't think you're just going to throw up balls and they're never going to hit? No, no. You, you don't, there are days where you think you're, you're the worst basketball player ever. No, I, I think I'm one of the best basketball players. And so on. But that, that we laugh because we know, we know kind of the feeling we've, we, you know, well, you can't toot your own horn. And, and there's, a, there's like a, a fine line, but... You, there's, a, there's also, again, the realistic assessment of who you are, your strengths and weaknesses, and especially, and we've Absolutely. talked about this offline, Absolutely. in this day and age, where employment isn't guaranteed, they talk about the idea of being your own brand and being able to promote yourself. In, again, constructive ways, not necessarily going out and God, I'm the greatest. But you know, Muhammad Ali could do that because right. he was the greatest. He was the greatest. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But um, uh, but but knowing know you, the ability to to take pride and and get yourself get the get the right kind of self esteem from your <coughs> accomplishments from your, from your and 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 your legitimate 
strengths and, and gifts that God gave you. There's, there's, in fact, you know, we have the whole parable of, of the talents, the, 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 the fellow who buried his talents, and in that days it was, they, they, those were bars of silver, I think, but the, the word carries over. Don't bury your talents where no one can see them. Make them, make them multiply. Uh, make them yeah. bear fruit for you. The same thing of the uh, parable with the slave that buried the money. That's that's what I'm. That's, that's it. Exactly. exactly the money. You know exactly. Exactly. You got to take that mm -hmm. and and build upon it. Otherwise, what's the point in having those talents and everything? You know. Um, I've look. always said that if you don't use the talent that God gave you you are missing out on the blessing. Oh, yeah. The blessing is your unique talent. And don't let people keep you from expressing it. They're keeping you from realizing your blessing. I think uh, something I come back to what Steve mentioned and you have alluded to, Today, we are still going to have confrontations. We're men. Absolutely. Right? And, and Bill said this, and Steve alluded to this, whether he's in tune to it or not. But he says, know your character. Know about yourself. Know what your talents are. I, I believe, and I don't remember the exact words you said, Steve, but, but my point here is, is, is if I had a trial, I'm an attorney, I would pick my fight, then I would find out what my enemy or my adversary is like, then I would prepare for the battle, right? And we brought this up in class because I asked Steve about this. In other words, today Bill, Bill expressed a, a sentiment to us and uh, how he threw the guy's lunch out the window. He was preparing for that <laughs> mentally, whether he knew it or not. And when the oh, yeah. time came, he faced it. But today, you would know your opponent. If you've got to, have a, you've got to face a situation, a confrontation with someone that's, picking on you or, or whatever the situation is, if, if you're going to play at chess, you want to know your opponent if you're a serious pl chess player. <clears throat> you learn about him, you learn about the game and study and prepare yourself for it. So whether it's a confrontation, if, if you know ahead of time you've got to face a situation, and Kyle does this, he goes out and meets people and he has groups of people and he prepares for meeting that group of people when he sells insurance. We're to prepare ourselves for the situation when it arises. And I, I can't think of anything better than, than Steve playing uh, the poker. And I'd asked him that once before. I said, Steve, do you go in cold turkey? Or do you actually try to find out who your opponents are and learn Look a little bit the about them? and the tells. Well, I, if, if we were to all play poker, I, I, I could end it with the same hand and play each of you differently. Some hands I might, if after after watching you play, I would play. Maybe I'd get a maybe I'd get a, a pair of fives, and I'd play them against Bill because I know that Bill. Bill's Bill, terrible. Bill, Bill's, Bill's terrible. terrible at poker. And I, I could get seven two, and I'd play that against right. Bill. However, against a, a sharp guy like Michael here, I'd probably be very. Uh, Circumspect about the way I play. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and, and I play by the seat of my pants. Yes, right, you better right. never. You're not going to know what I'm going to do. Right. Yes. And then this is the guy who worry about us. Right. Who could do me have anything? But here's the here's the the difference about this lesson as opposed to every other one that we've dealt with, and it is that 
we're bullied not only by other people, but we're also bullied nowadays by circumstances. Absolutely. And whether it's employment or circumstances of traffic, just any number of environmental issues around us bully us. And I think the main thrust of this lesson for me is don't shirk your responsibility. You're a leader. You need to man up. There's in life there isn't a principal sitting out there for you to go to the office, knock on the door, <clears throat> hey, life is bullying me. Tell it to <laughs> tell it to stop. It's not there. You have to prepare, like Mike Redding said. Prepare for battle and hope you don't have to use it. I love that, and I, and I think. So you stay prepared, is what it's, you're saying. And stay yeah. prepared, absolutely. As much as we can. Well, it's a state of readiness. It's a state of readiness. In the military, it's what you're supposed to be. Is a state of readiness, hoping never to pounce or whatever. But bullying in itself, uh, it, it's about control. You know, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, which we're going to get into, you know, some of the, what he calls cultural bullying in the next lesson. Right. Um, and it's what is trying to control us, you know, and yeah. so that, you know, just an excellent writer. Excellent. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed yeah. this book. Um, hope everybody else is as well. I, I, it is outstanding. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, get ready to close uh, podcast number 45. And uh, I guess, Kyle, uh, why don't you give a, a your quick summary and, and point us where we're uh, going to be looking into in, in the next podcast? Um, you know, all of it, it. It really emulates the name of this class, you know, this whole book. So many sectors, sections and sectors of it is man up, you know. Right. And that's what it's all about. Again, that's why I really thought this class would be a, a great venue for this book. Because um, even in the bullying, it's man up to the emotions that are being thrown at you, man up of how to deal with the situation, and then man up to the consequences, like you said earlier, Steve, that had your son, he may have to deal with it. You know, But it's all about choosing your battles, um, try to pick them as wisely as you can. We that have been married all know that one. You choose your battles as wisely as you can. Sometimes you step out on the field when you sure as heck shouldn't have, but we learn from those. Never you step out and marry that close. Oh, right, right. right. You're, okay, I'll, I'll take that as bad wording. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> and then going forward uh, into lesson four, uh, we're still in chapter three, if you're following along at home. Um, we're going to start there on the second half of page 28. Uh, we've got two cultural bullies. Uh, number one is uh, you are what you own. And I basically kind of read that into that materialism. We've discussed this kind of thing before. Um, and then the second cultural bully is medicate your pain with sex, um, which is going to be just a, a hard-hitting one. You know, that type of thing is... What? Is so huge yeah. uh, in this uh, stop in it, this player <laughs> in this world and culture that it is definitely a conversation to have. Right. 
Steve Titch. Um, certainly, certainly looking forward to next week. Uh, a, a thing we, we talked we talked about uh, just a moment ago about uh, being you know prepared, you know, being vigilant, being prepared, and hopefully you never have to use it. I, I think, like every soldier, every soldier has training, and for for Christians, I think the training is there in the Bible, the disciplines. Um, the ability to understand through prayer and through one's relationship with the Lord what what one can control and what one can't, and uh, that um, and and of course self control is one of the fruits of the spirit, um, and really that's this is stuff that can't be mastered overnight. You do not you do not turn in you do not gain this wisdom by you know, immediate conversion. It's, it comes through really understanding and reading scripture, understand, you know, going through your walk with the Lord and, and um, attaining a degree of spiritual discipline. When, you know, where are my boundaries? Uh, where do I stand my ground? Um, what is my, what is, what is the correct emotional response? Uh, uh, to, to a situation, um, am I am I being angry for the right reasons? Am I reacting for the right reasons? Uh, there's a different answer every time. Uh, so, um, and really, the guidance the guidance comes through you, your relationship with uh, with the Lord. Excellent. Well stated, Michael Cropper. Yeah. So, uh, the thing I, I want to point out that that I get from this and. and what we've talked about so far is, folks, as men, we will have feelings. First of all, we're not denying that we have feelings. Hey, I left mine in the car. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Okay, yeah. so uh, you might have fear, but the point is, if you're a man, you do what you know is right. Right? You walk over those things. If, 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 now, if you're a lady, you, you might lean to those feelings. You might let them control you. But as men, it's not a choice for us. When you're raising your family, when you're raising your wife, your son, and you're in a situation where you have to stand up and be the man, you do it. Push right. the feelings aside. Right. And do and be the man you're supposed to do, whatever the the situation is. I believe the Lord is in that. I believe that's clearly from Scripture. I believe that's what we're talking about so far. But you do have to test, so be constantly testing that certain your your human certainty versus that's versus. Correct what the Lord really wants and you know yeah. sometimes you have and I think that's that's that's, that's correct. part of way everything you, 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 you very good yeah. very good I, I, no no I'm to, glad you to, said to, it. I, I, weigh everything. excellent I believe it is a spiritual battle but I also believe that men you're in the game don't take yourself out of the game don't wait for the coach to put you in you're in you're in the game be in the game don't let and, your wife make the decision win. you're supposed to make. Abs and that's absolutely. And you've been saying all night, right? That's right. There comes a time. Right. Man up. My name is Bill Cox. This has been Man Up. And we are on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. You can post a question on our Facebook page, which is Man-Up. And we're coming to you from Sugarland, Texas, Sugarland Baptist Church. And we invite each of you to get involved in a men's only adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school class. And if there isn't one available, start it. Thanks so much. See you next time.
You've been listening to Man Up. You want anything. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.